Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Quad Shot, where we help you down and digest the day's most pertinent cancer news. It's November 6th, 2023. Welcome to The Quadcast. I'm your host, Sam Markram, and today we're going to dive in to today's most pertinent cancer news. First up, confirming. Three-year outcomes of the OPERA trial demonstrated the superiority of sequencing chemoradiation followed by chemo as upfront treatment of stage 2-3 to rectal cancer, rendering half of patients free from disease without ever undergoing total mesorectal excision, or TME. We now have five-year outcomes, confirming almost no late recurrences. Recall the primary endpoint of disease-free survival was identical across arms and similar to historic controls. After a median follow-up surpassing five years, disease-free survival at five years was 71% with chemo first and 69% with chemoradiation first. The more interesting outcome, the secondary endpoint of TME-free survival, was 39% versus 54% five years. Importantly, of 81 occurrences of tumor regrowth during a watch-and-wait approach, 94% occurred within two years and 99% occurred within three years. The bottom line is, longer follow-up confirms total new adjuvant therapy with chemoradiation followed by chemo for stage 2-3 rectal cancer results in over half of patients achieving long-term freedom from disease without need for TME, and most recurrences happen within the first two years. Thanks to Verhai, JCO, 2023. Up second, early prevention. Should a vaginal dilator be used during treatment for anal squamous cell carcinoma? Vaginal dilators are commonly used after pelvic radiation in women to reduce vaginal stenosis and sexual dysfunction. However, practice is much more varied when it comes to placing devices in the vagina during treatment delivery in order to reduce vaginal dose. Here's a single institution retrospective series of 285 women who received definitive IMRT-based chemoradiation for anal squamous cell carcinoma with daily vaginal dilator placement. Those with bulky T4 tumors or vaginal involvement were excluded. At the time of simulation, the physician and patient selected the largest vaginal dilator that fit comfortably for treatment. It was inserted with the base flush with the introitus. About half of these patients responded to a request to complete the female sexual health index after treatment, of whom roughly half were sexually active. The authors found that an increasing anterior vaginal wall D50% was significantly associated with worse female sexual health index overall score as well as worse desire and worse pain. They identified anterior vaginal wall D50% greater than 48 gray as the best predictor of sexual dysfunction after treatment. Of note, ongoing trials such as the ECOG EA2182 decrease trial recommend using a vaginal dilator during treatment. The bottom line is, 
using a vaginal dilator during chemoradiation for anal cancer may help reduce dose to the anterior vaginal wall. In this study, higher dose to the anterior vaginal wall was associated with worse sexual dysfunction after treatment. Thanks to Arzola. Practical Radiation Oncology, 2023. Up next, LAP. If performing a pancreaticoduodenectomy, more commonly known as Whipple, wasn't hard enough, surgical oncologists have taken to doing the whole thing laparoscopically. A Chinese non-inferiority trial randomized 200 patients to open versus laparoscopic Whipple for pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma. While the primary outcome of overall survival is still maturing, this report on the short-term secondary outcomes demonstrates very similar 90-day mortality, complication rate, and post-op hospital stay. Thanks to Wong, JAMA Surgery, 2023. Up next, strong work. This secondary analysis of a randomized trial of plus or minus denosumab for men on long-term ADT for non-metastatic prostate cancer took a look at whether pelvic external beam radiation had a negative effect on bone mineral density. Out of over 1,400 patients on the trial, 31% received prior external beam radiation. There was no difference in the rate of fractures among patients who did or did not received prior pelvic radiation, at about 5% in each group. Further, there were no apparent detrimental effects of EBRT on bone mineral density with or without denosumab. Thanks to Roy, Red Journal, 2023. Finally, Horrific. A case control study demonstrates that receiving a HER2-targeted therapy during pregnancy results in significantly higher reports of fetal oligohydramnios, congenital respiratory tract disorders, neonatal kidney failure, intrauterine growth restriction, and cardiovascular malformation when compared to receiving other antineoplastic agents during pregnancy. Thanks to Gojus, JAMA Network Open, 2023. This concludes today's episode of The Quad Shot. If you like what you've heard, please consider giving us a five-star rating and subscribing to our podcast. Also, check out our website at www.quadshotnews.com and subscribe to our newsletter. We'll catch you next time.